today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. According to a report from BuzzFeed, the president directed Michael Cohen to lie to Congress about his plans for a Moscow Tower. We're going to talk about that and all things Trump and what is happening south of the border. Let's bring in Reggie Cicchini, Washington producer, correspondent with Global News based in Washington, and he is with us now. Reggie, thanks for the time. Much appreciated. Good afternoon. Reggie, before we get into this, uh, we've just been talking in the last half hour about uh, the situation with uh, the relationship between Canada and China and the arrest of the, uh, of the Huawei CFO and, and where it has led and the detainment of Canadians and, and the one now on death row. You're down in Washington. Is this even making news down there? Is this even chatter down there? I mean, not only is it not chatter down here, it doesn't show up on newscasts, it doesn't come on the radio, it doesn't show up on Twitter feeds with anybody having anything to do uh, with government talk down here. It's one of those situations that it's kind of been buried so far deep below the uh, the shutdown and the ongoing scandals that are surrounding the White House that it was kind of the big story the day that it happened, and then it really quickly fell out of the picture. So considering that there is a Canadian on death row now, and I mean, we are seeing support from from our allies and such now, including Pompeo, uh, Pompeo, but at the end of the day, um, why is this not resonating more in the United States, considering this all started with uh, an action and and a request that, uh, that she be detained? Well, you know, it very well could be uh, a big story down here. It's just the simple fact that we're sitting under a shutdown right now. We're sitting uh, with a showdown between the president and the speaker of the of the house. We're sitting with, uh, you know, the, the president dealing with, uh, you know, other Asian situations right now. He's meeting with a, a North Korean delegate at the White House uh, as we speak right now. So he's uh, the president is sitting uh, with with big things on his shoulder. He's sitting with a big government issue on his shoulder. Uh, he's sitting with that border wall issue on his shoulder. So this is just something that you know was a big deal when when uh, Christopher Freeland and Mike Pompeo were speaking from the. State Department, uh, you know, not long ago. Outside of that, it really and truly has just fallen on deaf ears down here. Uh, are you surprised that uh, China is spending more, uh, paying more attention to Canada on this than the United States? So- well, I mean. Uh, well, you I mean, if you're going to say it like that, I mean, China is paying more attention to Canada because Canada is the one that carried out uh, this this arrest in, in British Columbia. So that's where uh, the main focus has been. Yes, it was requested by the United States and there's ongoing discussions between, uh, you know, trade levels between the U.S. and China that they're that they're trying to keep on track right now. But because Canada is the one who took this initiative and and carried it out, that's why much of the focus has been put on how China is treating Canadians right now, how they are uh, viewing Canada as a whole right now and kind of leaving the U.S. to the side because they still don't see it as the U.S. having carried something out. Uh, That being said, Donald Trump made reference to a bargaining chip during trade deals. Has that pretty much quiet? Is that pretty much gone silent now? Well, I mean, the president is, is still focused on trade no matter, you know, what's going on in the U.S. It's, it's always his big uh, state of mind because trade always brings in dollars to the U.S. and that's a big deal to him. Uh, but because of everything that's been going on within Washington and kind of uh, from coast to coast with this shutdown, even the trade talk from the president has started to simmer as of late. He's really been focused on this border and that's what he's pushing for. All right. Give us an update on on the shutdown. Uh, obviously, the other day, Nancy Pelosi came out and said perhaps she should delay the uh, the union uh, state of the union address because of lack of security and the government is shut down. Uh, the president counters by uh, canceling a trip that that uh, Pelosi was on. Talk about that. 
Well, I mean, the shutdown is is affecting hundreds of thousands of people across the United States. There's no money to go around. There's no money to pay anybody in any department. So when Nancy Pelosi originally said, look, we need to potentially postpone this State of the Union, it was for a couple of reasons. One was to potentially not give the president a platform to kind of pull another partisan speech like he did when he gave his address to the nation from the Oval Office. But the second was simply because it would require you know a massive amount of Secret Service and, and, and security personnel to be inside uh, the Capitol building. Building while this was taking place, well, none of them are being paid, and you have mm. Congress en masse sitting in all in one room with a whole bunch of people not being paid. She said, look, out of respect for them and out of respect for all of us here, let's postpone this. Don't cancel it. Just postpone it. And that's where he got angry. And how is his reaction being interpreted? Well, I mean, it depends on who you talk to and it depends on what side is talking, but it kind of uh, amounts to some of people saying it's a playground tactic. Some people saying, look, the president is in his right to be able to do this because to come back and lash out at Nancy Pelosi by taking away any kind of uh, air travel for her using military planes, it's in the purview of the president. He's the commander in chief. He rules how these jets and planes can be used. Uh, Other people are saying, look, the president uh, shouldn't have done this because Nancy Pelosi was trying to make a trip overseas to an active war zone and uh, you can't take commercial planes to an active war zone because a it puts you in danger but b the president calling it out in public also put nancy pelosi in danger and you got to remember she's third in line to the presidency so that's someone that you really need to be watching when it comes to a security level all right getting back to the shutdown uh where are we with that i mean at the end of the day can the president sell that this is not his fault it's the democrats fault it's growing uh, ever more difficult for the president to blame this on somebody else. Look, he dug his feet into this hole. He walked himself into a corner. He really set this trap, and he can't get out of it now. If he decides to declare a national uh, you know, emergency and say that this is how we're going to go around Congress, it's likely going to fail in the courts. And it's not, you know, he, he'll say that, yes, the government has reopened and we're going to continue this, but it will have a legal challenge at facing it. Uh, otherwise, he has to give in to the Democrats, and most of his base and most of the right-leaning media will go after him for it. So the president is really stuck right now. He can say that this is the Democrats' fault all he wants. Uh, The problem is is that he's willing to budge just as little as the Democrats are right now. So how long can this go? I mean, it's getting to the point where uh, obviously these people that are that are uh, not being paid are starting to feel the pinch. When does that backlash go against the president? Well, it's already being felt. I mean, there are a number of polls that have been coming out over the last couple of days. NPR and uh, PBS put a poll out last night basically talking to people since the shutdown has started about what their feelings are looking forward. And if you're looking at registered uh, voters as a whole, there's something like 52 or 55 percent say that come 2020, Donald Trump won't even be a name that crosses their mind when it comes to uh, casting a ballot. So it's already having an impact on the next election a couple of years away, the things that are happening now. As for how long this can go, I mean, the president's already said, look, this might go months, if not years, and he doesn't appear to be willing to budge. So these people that have been working for weeks and weeks without a paycheck are potentially going to continue to work weeks and weeks without a paycheck. How can he possibly get out of this and position it as a win? Well, I mean, if he declares a national emergency and, uh, you know, it allows the government to open up, it allows for uh, for funding to be appropriated to the proper departments, he can say, look, I got the government open. You know, I I said that this is the money that we're going to get for a border wall and it could come to him. But like I said, it's going to run into a legal challenge in the courts, but that could take months and months and potentially years to work its way to the very top level of the legal system. So the president could declare that emergency, get the government reopened, say that, you know, money is potentially coming his way and sell that as a win going forward by saying, look, I didn't give in to the Democrats. And all the while, the wall will be stuck in court, theoretically. 
Absolutely. I mean, look, the Democrats have said we're not giving you any money for the wall. The president and the Republicans had control in Washington for two years before the Democrats came in, and they still couldn't get a wall built. So this is not just something that the Democrats are trying to stand up and say, we don't want this. It was a significant number of congressmen and congresswomen that didn't want this for the last two years. Uh, I think I've talked to you about this before. Is this a war over terminology? I mean, at the end of the day, both parties are looking for, for border security. It's just how to implement it. Absolutely. And the president, you know, from the beginning has always said we need a border wall. Walls are what make America strong. Walls are what stop bad guys from getting in. Uh, despite the fact that there's no wall at the northern border, he only wants this at the southern border. Uh, he, as of the last couple of weeks, the last couple of months, started using terms like steel barrier or potential slats or call it what you will. Uh, it's still a wall in his mind. And he always calls the Democrats who don't want this kind of, well, and he's kind of stated again yesterday that they're this open border fringe within inside the Democrats. Uh, Democrats have always said that they want enhanced border security. They want enhanced border measures to be able to detect drugs. They want uh, more personnel and better technologies at ports of entry. They see that as, you know, compromising with the president, saying we will give you money for enhanced border measures, just not a wall. The president has dug his feet in and said it's a wall or it's nothing, despite the fact that the Democrats do actually want something. As you said, Reggie, considering, uh, you know, he he had a lot more uh, leverage uh, before he lost the House, uh, to the midterms, where do you see this going? I mean, this is only going to, to, to get more congested, is it not? Absolutely, it's going to, and it's going to eventually cause some kind of, of break with inside uh, the Republican Party, both in the House and the Senate, particularly in the House, because two years from now, most of those Republicans, all of those Republicans in the House are going to be up for election again, and a significant majority inside the Senate are going to be up for election in two years. So at some point, some Republicans are going to start have to back away from the president to say, look, we can't go along with what you're saying anymore. Our political futures are on the line. The, our, the, the lives and, and, and livelihoods of our constituents are on the line right now. As, as this continues to move forward. So that's likely going to happen down the road. It's just no Republicans really want to take a stand against the president right now. And that goes right up to leadership who continue to, uh, you know, halt any kind of legislation from moving to the president's desk about stopping this and getting things reopened. All right, let's talk about the Mueller investigation. Headlines, President Trump directed his attorney general to lie to Congress about the uh, Moscow Tower project. Uh, is this going to come back to haunt him again? Well, I mean, this very well could. This is a BuzzFeed story that started off last year. It's kind of being expanded on now by saying uh, that the, the, these reporters had spoken with law enforcement officials who are kind of backing the story up. And it also says that, you know, Robert Mueller and his team didn't get this directly from Michael Cohen. They're getting it from texts and emails and messages and tweets that they've been able to read. So it's not just, you know, the the, the word of what, you know, Donald Trump or Rudy Giuliani would call, you know, lying Michael Cohen. Uh, the, the Mueller investigation is going and getting this about the way that any kind of investigator would by going down a number of different avenues. Uh, the president's been very quick to kind of react to this today by either not paying attention to it or just kind of trying to slam Michael Cohen as he uh, as he testifies before Congress shortly. Rudy Giuliani was out with a quote just not long ago saying that, uh, you know, the, any suggestion, quote, from any source that the president counseled Michael Cohen to lie is categorically false. So some people close to the president are reacting to it. We're just not hearing much from the president. Does Rudy Giuliani have any credibility left, especially what happened the other day on 
on CNN where, you know, he basically said, I didn't say that the, somebody in the campaign wasn't involved in collusion. I said that Trump wasn't involved in collusion. Well, I, I mean, the Rudy Giuliani is his own person. He kind of came into the president's He's his own a, Trump. <laughs> he kind of came in at, at a late stage in all of this, uh, you know, when, when everything had kind of been going on and he tried to get himself up to speed really quickly, but he trips himself up, uh, he trips himself up over his words on a regular basis, like we saw on CNN by saying, look, the president didn't collude. It was people around the president who may be colluded if collusion even happened. Uh, but this is what we come to expect whenever something happens. Rudy Giuliani makes the rounds. He tries to stir up a controversy, take the controversy off the president and put it on somebody who likely doesn't really all that matter. So you think this is just more distraction? It very well could be, but it also could just be that Rudy Giuliani doesn't have the complete facts when he goes out in public and, and mm. makes these statements. When will we know more in regard to the Mueller investigation? It's been going on, it seems, forever. When is this going to come to a head? Well, we were told originally that this could be ending towards the end of uh, January, maybe towards mid-February. But not long ago, we received word that uh, m that the Robert Mueller investigation has kind of asked to extend uh, an investigation into somebody else that was linked to the Trump campaign and, and, and President Trump uh, and Paul Manafort. So we know that this investigation into specific people continues to move forward. We know that uh, Robert Mueller and his team continue to actively look at things that are surrounding Michael Cohen, as we've just learned from this BuzzFeed investigation. So what whether or not this wraps up, you know, towards the middle of February or continues into March or April is an unknown because the, this, this investigation has been kind of under a seal since it started and no leaks have really come out of it. So whether it's going to be done in February or down the road from now, I mean, we just sit and watch and wait. This seems it seems the longer it goes, the more detailed it gets. It appears and we're just assume, I'm just assuming this that, you know, they un they overturn a rock and my goodness, the investigation needs another month or two. Uh, is there any way or is it possible? in any way for them to release what they have but just say in regard to certain issues this is ongoing or would that just uh, uh, take away from from the from the whole case itself it's not likely going to happen when this report comes to uh, fruition and when it's all kind of out there it all has to go to the Department of Justice first it has to be overread by people inside the Justice Department it has to be uh, kind of looked at and then rewritten by uh, the whoever is leading the Justice Department at that time whether it's William Barr whether it's still an acting attorney general before it then goes out into the public eye if it makes its way into the public eye. So there's a lot of kind of unknowns as to what we're actually going to see from this investigation when it wraps up, because remember, the White House may try to get involved in it by stopping it altogether by using some executive power. So whether or not we see all of the investigation, some of it or just parts of it, it all depends on who's at the highest level inside the Justice Department. Could it be that this will not be ready and the public is not really exposed to any of this until just before the next election? Could it drag well, that long? I mean, it very well could drag on that long, but I can't imagine that it's going to because these investigations cost, you know, a significant amount of money. There's a significant amount of time that's put into it. And, you know, eventually they, you know, Robert Mueller may just want to wrap this up just for his own well-being if, you know, leads continue to, uh, you know, dry up and, and, and the, the, the conversations, you know, don't need to happen anymore. I can't foresee this lasting that long, but, you know, well into the middle part of the year, that is still an option and still a definite possibility. So as we head into the weekend in Washington, What's the big buzz? What is what are they working on over the weekend? 
Well, I mean, people are going to be continuing to look at this BuzzFeed story because whether or not you want to call it a smoking gun or whether or not you want to call it, you know, just another big piece of a puzzle that's very clearly starting to show what the actual picture is. This story is something that has taken several months to kind of bring it to where it is now. And there's still likely more places to go, especially if, you know, BuzzFeed's still the only person or only uh, organization that's reporting it and everybody hasn't been able to corroborate it on their own. This is a big deal for BuzzFeed to put out there and put their reputation on the line, because if they're wrong, this could be do irreparable harm to them. If they're right, though, this is going to prove that BuzzFeed is now one of those uh, forces to be reckoned with going forward. So over the next day, we'll see if the president tries to tweet something shiny so that people take their attention and focus it somewhere else. But if he's not able to do it and people focus on this, we could be looking more into what BuzzFeed has to say, what Michael Cohen has to say, and what those emails and texts are that kind of line up with the president's, well, candidate Trump's conversations with Russian officials. Uh, Getting back to the shutdown uh, and the way each side has dug their heels in, is it safe to say that this won't move forward without Donald Trump declaring a national emergency? Is this a reason to? I mean, it, it, if he decides to declare a national emergency, absolutely, he is going to. Uh, th- that's how this will kind of this impasse will break. Uh, if he decides not to and he bows to the to the uh, Democrats, that's going to be the only other option for him. So that's kind of what we're looking at right now. So uh, before he was using the shutdown to call a national emergency, uh, is that the reason that he will do it now, or is it about the wall? Or sorry, well, I got that back messed up. Sorry, he was originally doing it in regard to the wall. Now is he using it uh, to, to stop the, the shutdown? Well, I mean, the shutdown is just a, a partial portion of what the wall conversation turned into. Right. Uh, I don't think that the president's going to look at it and say, look, we're going to end the shutdown with a national emergency because technically it's not a national emergency, but he can use border security as one. So one is going to lead to the effect of another, but he doesn't really seem ready to call a national emergency. He had an opportunity when he addressed the nation publicly from the Oval Office. He had an opportunity when he was down at the border. He still hasn't done it. He says it's an option. He's not ready for it yet, but I think it's because he's not ready for the legal ramifications that will come with it. All right, Reggie Giacchini has been with us, Washington producer, correspondent with Global News based in Washington. Make sure you're uh, watching Global News tonight for the latest Reggie has to offer. As always, Reggie, thanks for the time. Have a great weekend. Should be interesting. You too. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.